Hello and welcome to a programme about gender equality in Irish politics. With media focus on the upcoming general election, expected to be in spring 2016, it will be the first to take place since the gender quota system was introduced in late 2010. The gender quota system was introduced to curb Ireland's per-representation of women in politics. Out of the 28 EU states, we are 24th in terms of female representation, with just 13% female members of Dáil Éireann, compared to at least 30% in the majority of leading EU parliaments. The ramifications of not adhering to the gender quota system will result in political parties losing half of their state funding. This means when parties are selecting their candidates to stand for election, at least 30% of their chosen candidates must be female. So the question posed is will the gender quota system be a viable solution in achieving a gender balanced doll when we, as a nation, go to the polls in 2016 or do we have a lot further to go? To parse that question out, we talk to a number of people to whom this issue is at the forefront. We start with Suzanne Collins, Director of Operations and Campaigns for Women for Election, who contrasts how Ireland compares to other EU states and gives us in-depth statistics about the history of women in Irish politics over the past 100 years. The amount of TDs who've been elected is 1,242 and only 95 of them were women since the beginning of the state. And if we look across the country and we take out Dublin and Cork, which has multiple constituencies and high populations, the average number per county of women elected since 1918 is two. If we look at the national parliament, um, the average across Europe is 25% for women in the national parliaments. In Ireland at the moment, there are 16% of women elected to Dáil Éireann, and this is an all-time high. Over the previous few elections, the average has been around 12-13% of female TDs, and this time now we have 16% and that's following a series of by-elections in this 31st stall. Dublin Bay North at the moment has 17 candidates on the ticket and four of them are women. So that's 23%. So it's good, but it's not great. Fingal, which is kind of going north a bit again, has 11 candidates and three women on the ticket, which is around 27%, which is quite encouraging. So I think to see the percentage of women in the high 20s, obviously we'd love to see it higher, is encouraging because the likes of Fingal, which is the would have been the constituency just to the north of, of Dublin Bay North, only one woman was on the ticket there last time of 11 candidates. So any change is good and any change in the right direction is good. There is a clause in the legislation that says in seven years time that the percentage of candidates that must be female and must be male on the ticket for the larger parties who are in receipt of government funding will go up to 40%. So if parties think that this time they can get away with running women where they're not going to get seats or stacking tickets or adding women to tickets where they they absolutely have no chance, they're not going to do that because in seven years time, they need they need to be running 40 percent of female candidates. And unless they have a really good base to start off, they're going to be in real trouble. And the parties know that. Research has shown that any country that achieves a high percentage of female candidates in the national parliament has some form of quota. And that's UN research and it's global. So that is all the countries around the world, 
18 of the 22 who have over 30% of female representation have some form of quota. Quotas are what work. They, we may not like them. We may think that they shouldn't be necessary. But it, research has shown that it's the only thing that works and it's, it is what will get you there to a more balanced public representation. Our quota legislation is for selection. So our legislation gets women on the ticket and then it's up to the women and the parties to get those women elected. So nobody is going to get elected if they're not competent or qualified, if they don't run a good campaign, if they don't manage to represent themselves and their party in a way that resonates with the voters. So unqualified, uncapable men or women don't get elected. What this quota legislation does is even the playing field at the first hurdle. So it means that women get the chance to run and then it's up to them to get elected. Next, we interviewed Brian Moan, chairperson for Fianna Fáil in North Dublin, who was denied a position for candidacy due to the quota system. Here's what he had to say. You're obviously going to face certain obstacles. And for you personally, you know, you're kind of lead up to hopefully getting onto the ticket for Fianna Fáil. You encountered certain obstacles. Could you talk to us about that? I'm the chairman of the constituency. I was elected chairman by the members uncontested. You know, we spoke to them, the National Conventions Committee, which is the people who make the decisions. And they bought into the idea when we spoke to them about, you know, building for the future, using this general election as profile building for somebody to go on in 2019 and really have a good shot of getting a seat, whether it be in the inner city or in Cabra. But unfortunately, before the convention, the National Conventions Committee instructed that we had to select a woman and one candidate and it had to be a woman. And unfortunately, the last time I checked, uh, dresses don't look too good on me. So do you feel anger towards Fianna Fáil now? No, I don't feel any anger towards Fianna Fáil. I said in a statement and I said on the night of the convention, I don't blame Fianna Fáil for this. I don't blame one person. Like I don't blame Phil Hogan. I blame the government. I blame the simple fact that we've created a situation in Ireland where, unfortunately, we've looked at a certain section of society and said, yes, they are underrepresented. And instead of actually having a really meaningful conversation how to solve that, we've knee-jerked and decided, let's implement the gender quota at the fear of cost and financial loss to all political parties. Would you not feel that this will open up an avenue then for women to be integrated in politics? No, I think it's going to open up an avenue which we've already seen to tokenism. But do you not feel that women are currently undermined in the political system our in Ireland? Our current attorney general is a woman, our current Garda commissioner is a woman, our, our last two presidents were women. So you, you don't think it's an issue? Oh, I think women are not undermined, I think they're underrepresented, but that's other through other obstacles I one of the main obvious ones is childcare and things like that but then again I look at that and I know a senator from the country in rural Ireland party from the west and um, you know he's often spoke about how he doesn't see his children from one end of the way to the other and it just affects him just as much but I do feel that looking at childcare or looking even at addressing what time leaders questions are we could we could surely try and change it that way rather than a threat of financial loss but can I put it to you that since the 1987 um, general election that Fianna Fáil has had at most in 2007 12% of their TDs where we're Shane, do you think that's an in issue? In the history of the Dáil there's been less than there's been 99 women I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying it's it's purely to Fianna Fáil but do you not see that as an issue? Do you not think there should be more of a voice and a platform for women in politics? 
Yeah, of course. In the doll. Yeah, there should be. And but, how, how would you go about achieving that then? What I would suggest is looking, as I said, is looking at issues surrounding childcare and actually going and speaking to women's groups and listening to them rather than just saying, let's apply a gender quota. Women for Election Ireland wanted to use 50%. But what you're doing by doing that is you're denying people the democratic right to vote for their choice, whether it be male or female. And you cannot deny the fact that if someone goes up for election and whether they be male or female, it's not up. It's not up to the party if they get elected. It's up to the person in the constituency that votes. So do you think the gender quota system will undermine politics and lower the standard of politics? Has. Not lower the standard. It'd be disingenuous to say that women that are being put on tickets are lowering the standard. It's not. It's not... This is not my fault or a woman's fault or this is not my fault and Denise McMorrow's fault, Lorraine Clifford's fault or whoever, or Ava Power's fault, another very prominent woman who have a lot of admiration for and has done it all without gender quotas. This is, unfortunately, I would suggest is there is a common saying in, in the political world, women don't vote for women. You know, I'd look and say, why is that? Is there a mistrust there? Can we address that problem? But again, it comes back to creating an atmosphere that is friendly, for women and men to be in work in you, an office, basically. You said it is our mistrust there. What do you mean by that? I don't know. Is there a mistrust? It, that's a, historically that we, like statistics showing that women don't vote for women. I'm not a woman. As I said, dresses don't look good to me. I don't know why. I mean, I've I voted for women throughout my life, you know, as well as men. I don't see any issue between them. Um, but obviously some people do. You know, we've Mary Hannafin, another very prominent woman who did it all without gender quotas. But in Dublin Central, the current Fianna Fáil candidates, do you think they are the right selections? Well, there's only one and uh, they weren't selected. Uh, they were uncontested. So let me clarify that. The right selection is the one that the members make. So if the members don't make the selection, it can't be right, can it? Are you going to back Mary Fitzpatrick? Oh yeah, well Mary Fitzpatrick is the Fianna Fáil candidate in Dublin Central. I will do everything that she, well I possibly can to help get her over the line or increase the party vote. I'm sure you're aware of Tom Brabazon who commented that it was tokenistic patronisation of women. Do you agree with that? I didn't read or hear Tom's quote but I can quote what Mary Fitzpatrick and Denise McMorrow said at the convention that were going against me that it's wrong it's undemocratic tokenism was mentioned so I would rather on this situation quote people who are uh, being pushed forward by the rule rather than go into the world of Compton on a man because then that turns into the whole uh, or sure he's anti-women and all that so as I said I'll always got Mary O'Rourke has come out and condemned them another prominent woman in politics that done it all without gender quotas so yeah, I'd always go with their side of the argument. It's better to go with the people who are uh, being directly affected by it than those who are looking in at it, you know? Not, not to be dragging up any other quotes, but can I just put one more to you that a good family friend of yours, I'd say, Bertie Hearn, said that the whole gender quotacism was mad. Yeah, I'd agree, agree with that. It's yeah, mad. Because you're basically, you're denying the electorate the democratic right to vote for someone that they may want to because of their gender. That's fair enough. Thanks, Brian. We then headed to the grand echoey rooms of the Mansion House, where we were lucky enough to talk to the current reigning Lord Mayor, Sinn Féin's Creenan Dalig. What number of Lord Mayor do you make? 346. And have you counted how many females precede you? I have, because it's shocking. I'm the eighth female. So we have a lot of catching up to do. 100 years after the first doll was created, will we achieve gender equality or gender balance at least? No, we won't get gender balance. And I was reading somewhere that it'll be another 50 years if we keep going the way we're going before we get gender balance. At the moment, I think Leinster House has 16% female, which is a terrible indictment of how slow the progress has been in trying to get women 
into politics, both nationally and at local government level. I don't believe that the reason we have increased in female candidates is because all of a sudden parties realised, oh my God, women are underrepresented. We need to ensure that our parties, you know, have female candidates. It's because it'll affect them in their pocket. It'll affect them where it hurts. It'll affect their funding. But, but I mean, it, it's a step in the right direction. I think we need much more than this. What we need is to encourage women. And it's not even just encouraging women. You can't just encourage women. You also need to support them. You need to put facilities in place, support structures in place to help women make that move into the political world. Why do you think that there is such an imbalance in female representation? The system mitigates against female participation. You have three things. You have confidence. We need to encourage women and we need to support women to have the confidence to put themselves forward. We need childcare. Childcare is a huge issue. I mean, it's not all women that have childcare issues, but the majority of women putting themselves forward will have childcare issues. And then the other thing is cultural. A lot of the selection candidates up to now, you know, it would have been hard as a woman to get yourself put forward. But that's changing because 30% of your candidates must be female. But what I don't understand is that in the communities in which I've always worked on the ground, Dolphins Barn, Teresa's Gardens, Fatima, St. Michael's Estate, Pimlico, you know, inner city, most who are managing the community development projects in those areas, they're women. They're, they're mostly women. So how come these women can successfully run, you know, residence association, tenants associations, community development projects, family resource centres, and the work that they do is actually invaluable? How can we not get those women to make the next step, which is international government. How do we convince those women that the role that they play in their community development is just as important as the role that they could play in national government? Because the decisions, the really important decisions around legislation and cuts, especially the austerity cuts, were made mostly by men because enough women weren't sitting at that cabinet table. And I believe that the decisions, if they're made entirely by one sector of the population, that they're not taking into account the other sector. Over 50% of Ireland are, are women. Let's agree that everybody across the board thinks that a more equal parliament should be what we are aiming for. But how do we get to there? Well, I think it's a shared responsibility in that the government need to put in place supports and need to put in place legislation such as what they've done but also women need to take a certain amount of responsibility as well in ensuring that their voice is heard and the only way that their voice can be heard is by ensuring that they're actually in Leinster House that they're at the cabinet table that they are pushing forward the agenda that needs to be put forward to make sure that women are represented at those level and that the decisions that are being made actually reflect the implications on the ground. Positive discrimination. Do you think that that's fair? That's a fair way of doing it? Do you think that that's the way that it should be continue? If you'd have asked me that five, six years ago, I was against positive discrimination and I was against gender quotas. I was against all that because I genuinely believed that if women given the right support could break the barrier and make it international politics, they haven't. And I now believe that the only way around this is by forcing forcing the issue and the 30% gender quota I think is now the right way forward. It should bring about change but that 30% is only to ensure that you have female candidates. It's up to the electorate now to ensure that, that they vote for women as well. I mean we can't force people but I'm asking people to give due consideration when they are voting to ensure that they do consider the female candidates and the role that they can play. For me, the 30% gender quota is a start. It's not enough because there's no guarantee whatsoever that we will return a higher increase of female TDs. So 
much more than that needs to be done. But it is pointless bringing in all these quotas or maybe legislation if we don't put in place at the very bottom of all this, when women are putting themselves forward, that we actually put supports in place for them to be able to put themselves forward. I know that Women for Politics are doing fantastic work. They are empowering women to be able to put themselves forward. And finally, we took to the streets to get a small sample of public opinion and to see how well informed or not the general population is. Do you think women are underrepresented in Irish politics at present? No, I don't. Yes, Irish political system really should work towards a fair representation of women in politics as they really do make up half the human race minimum. Like specifically in Ireland, 52% of the population are female, but only 16% make up the elected representatives. So the numbers really speak for themselves. Globally, Ireland are way behind the UAE in terms of representation. So to be honest, it's quite a joke. They probably are. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's definitely a want and a necessity for them to be there, but at the moment, they are underrepresented. Definitely. I think we've one of the lowest representation in Europe, don't we? We're down below 20% or something, so we definitely are underrepresented Irish politics, yeah. Without a doubt, they are, absolutely, and that has always been the case since the foundation of the state, and I think that it's very apparent when you look at things like um, issues like childcare, I think that if women were better represented in the doll, an issue like that, which shouldn't predominantly be seen as a woman's issue, but I think is because they tend to be the primary care, I think it would have been tackled a lot sooner instead of it being something that has been largely neglected by a majority male doll and Shannon. I think it's fairly obvious that they are. I don't think it's just Irish politics. I think it's it's a it's a global issue. I think it's more down to tradition more than anything else than actually for it being gender bias. Um, that's something that should be now challenged or and it should be addressed in 2015 and certainly onwards. It should have been done before, but it, it hasn't. And I think now it's actually been brought to the fore and it's it's certainly on the agenda much more now than it ever was before. Do you think it's right to force political parties to choose a minimum percentage of women? in the upcoming general election? Not particularly. I know there's more men than women, but if you look at different job titles, there'll be more women than men, like nursing. So I think it just more men tend to study politics and stick around even after marriage and having babies and stay in politics. No, I think the best person has got to go for the job. And I think it's a bit unfair to women as well to say that they should have quotas, that they're not good enough. I think they should try a bit harder to encourage women to get into politics. That might be a better alternative than actually just forcing uh, men out. I do, yeah. Parties need to work with groups like Women for Election who are enabling women to participate in the election. The current government, they really do also need to engage younger people in conversation and promote having a say. Women are needed to make politics way more balanced, pure, and to create a relatable base with which all walks of society can familiarise themselves with. Quotas don't work in any manner of life. No, I definitely don't think it's it's right for probably a number of reasons. So to begin with, I think it automatically introduces an element of sexism because some women are going to have to constantly justify their place for being there. And then if, I suppose, a man, if he's the more popular one within the constituency or he's a front runner and he's told he can't be elected just because he's a man. So I suppose that's going to introduce several problems along that area. Yes, it's clear from what we've heard that most will agree change must take place. But the question of whether the gender quota system will work in achieving gender balance looms large on the horizon of Irish politics at present. Of course, it's not all bad in terms of women's representation in Ireland. Our current tarnished is John Burton, and just last year we had our first female Garda Commissioner in Noreen O'Sullivan. However, we have a lot more work to do in terms of achieving gender balance, or at least catching up with our fellow EU states. For now, all we can do is wait until spring 2016, as female candidacy begins to blossom in Ireland. 
Our thanks to our contributors Brian Moan, Fianna Fáil, Lord Mayor Crean the Dalek, Sinn Féin, and Suzanne Collins of Women for Election. My thanks also to our production team and to you, the listener. Until spring 2016, take care. And thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music.